Don't think. Feel. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. Hey! Welcome to the Who Sign Is It Anyway podcast, the podcast by two sisters, and I'm Deborah, And I'm Mia. And we're welcoming you into our bi-month in conversation all about the moon. And this episode is all about the Taurus new moon that's coming on May 11th, 2021 at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at 21 degrees. Yes, we're going to be at 21 degrees Taurus, so we're... Almost done with Taurus season. We're on the brink of the sun switching over to Gemini. Gemini. Yes. So just heads up, we are approaching eclipse season, but we'll definitely um, get into that for our next episode. You know, those like signs when you're driving, when there's construction and it's like the light up, like construction ahead. It's like eclipse season. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's the most perfect thing ever. Um, yeah. So definitely... Like you would pay attention to that sign, pay attention to what's happening, starting to happen, not happen or whatever. Um, But that's for next time, boys and girls. So today we're going to be talking. (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about this beautiful Taurus new moon. Um, But firstly, we're going to start with what new moon energy is, what a conjunction is, a brief um, overview of Taurus energy in general, then moon in Taurus, how the moon feels when it's in the sign of Taurus, the aspects that are going to be defining this lunation, and then we're going to just give you a breakdown of what house this new moon is going to be hitting you in your chart. And lastly, we'll finish off with a little tarot read for you all. Yeah, so we're going to get started by talking about what is new moon energy? What's that feel like? What are you going to want to do? What do we suggest you do? All that stuff. So, (laughs) (laughs) So new moon energy is this very I feel like I don't know fresh feeling I think of mm-hmm. like I don't know Definitely. I feel like it's you this image of I feel like Deborah and I love using imagery a lot but I don't know I feel like feelings come up in pictures in my head sometimes but like this image of like a clean desk and like fresh flowers and like you just everything's ready for you to take advantage of to like have that opportunity and to move forward and to plan and um, get excited. I feel like it's all of those mm-hmm. beginning feelings of um, for whatever you're starting, whether it's something very obvious, like you're starting a new job or a new place or just something in your own journey that you're working on or working towards and it's a new mm-hmm. idea. So yeah, it's definitely a really great time to plant seeds and start thinking about what you want, what how do you want your path and journey to progress? Because it's this energy and this time that really helps propel you forward um, when you take advantage Mm -hmm. of it. So basically a new moon is a new cycle. And what I love that about the universe by with living with this, working with a moon cycle is that every about 28 days, we have this opportunity to realign 
with like ourselves and our purpose and um, our intentions and how we feel about that moon and sun, right? That combination. So having that opportunity to check in once again of like, how, what do I want to do and how do I want to actually work with that, this moon cycle, because every moon cycle is going to be different. And that's marked by where the planets are in the moment of that um, new moon, you know? So that's why we talk about the aspects. So that's going to really be giving us insight into what the cycle is going to be about. Not just that day. Yes, this day. Um, but because it's the very beginning of something, it's also marking it for the overall theme of those 28 days. Right. And I think that's really cool because the zodiac astrology is very holistic you know we can't if like i'm a taurus sun you're an aries sun we can't just do we're not going to be complete if we just work in those singular energies exactly um, but going through the year working with the moon cycle we're working with all different energies every month mm -hmm. so yeah so it just gives us that opportunity to be like what do I need to do within this energy? What do I need to release from this energy? And being able to assess that every 28 days to really just keep us on top of yeah. what we want to do. It's such a, a good way to check in with yourselves. And that's one of the reasons why we love doing this podcast and talking about it because mm -hmm. it is just such a good time. New, new moon and full moon, um, but just like specifically talking about the new moon to just get your ducks in a row again and just like mm -hmm. constantly having this reminder like oh you know this energy is coming up and also just a great comparison you you wouldn't just look at someone's sun sign you really should be like looking into you know a full chart or like a couple things if you really want to get a more like full view of that person and so in the same way yeah. you wouldn't just look at the moon or just look at the sun um sign that we're in as a collective in the universe and so we try to bring that perspective because obviously we can only talk so much in the period of time that we do this, but that's just like a really great message to bring it all together and with the aspects we're talking about later and all of that. So yeah, definitely use this as a checking in point, but don't forget all the other things going on. That's going to help you check in too. Exactly. How did we not actually talk about that before? <laughs> well, you know, that's why we look at the aspects just like we look at everything in every in anybody's chart, mm -hmm. you know? We can't just say Taurus new moon yeah. and it's just going to be very Taurus. -y. Yeah. You so know, we got to go <laughs> exactly. And for this particular one in this space and time, because we're humans and we live within space and time. Um, all right. So that's new moon energy. And I always just like to point out that astronomically, what makes a new moon is when the sun and the moon are at the same exact degree of a sign. So they're right on top of each other. And this is why we get that very aligning energy because they are astronomically aligning in the sky. So as above, so below, mm, right? As above, so below. <laughs> yeah. And all right. So now we're going to get into... Taurus energy. Um, we know that's a we're towards the end of Taurus season. I wish, you know, we had that extra new moon in 2020 and that shifted everything because it used to be new moons, the beginning, uh, like the lower degrees and the full moons in the later degrees. But now we're doing new moons after the full moon within that moon cycle. Mm. So anyway, that's just my OCD. <laughs> <coming. laughs> we're like, okay, we're going to make it through it, Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> But well, I, mean, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if anybody else is also like kind of annoyed at that. I'm, 
I'm sure I'm sure you have some people out there who feel that way. If you feel that way, let us know. You know. Yeah. Please let me know that I'm not alone. <laughs> um okay, so Taurus energy. <laughs> uh sometimes our segues are good, sometimes they're not, guys. Sorry. So Taurus energy, you know. Uh well first and foremost, happy belated birthday, Deborah, when we're filming this. Her oh, birthday yes. was a few short days Thank ago. My, my Taurus sister. I love you so much. And you can cry. You're so cute. Yeah, I cry for everything. I cry at like cartoons, guys. Like not sad cartoons, like funny ones. So keep that in mind. But anyway, um, so Taurus Thank is you. a fixed earth sign and its ruler is Venus, which is currently in Gemini. So keep that in mind. We're talking about the full yes. view. And yeah, so that's just like the the facts of the sign. The overview. Yeah, the overview. Yes. And then some high vibes that we always like to talk about. This will be fun. Yes. Um, I did, since you bought up Venus being in Gemini, I do want to bring that up and I'll bring it up again in the aspects. Mm. So, um, when a planet is in a sign, it's going to have its, it's going, if it's not in its actual sign of rulership, it's going to be basically reporting back to the planet that rules the sign it's in. So because the sun and the moon are in Taurus, they're going to be talking to Venus. Um, and because Venus is in the sign of Gemini, she's going to be talking to Mercury. So then Mercury is really going to be the ruler over this new moon. So Mercury is in its rulership in Gemini. And this is important that I wanted to point out because we are entering, we're going to be entering Mercury retrograde. Uh, basically, mm. this new moon, I think, is going to be marking, indenting this big line of like where things feel more stable and control, Taurus-y, right? Um, and grounding and because then things are going to be moving and changing and we have mercury retrograde like i said we have eclipse season the mercury is going to be right next to the north node during eclipse season the planet's going into retrograde we have um saturn that's going to be going into retrograde at the end of the month we already have pluto and then we're going to have jupiter so things after this new moon are kind of going to pick up yeah, that's why we want to. You can tell because Mercury is its ruler, right? So what's Mercury up to? It's up to a lot. After Mercury's this, it's going to be doing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which Mercury likes to be busy, so yeah. it's going to be good, and have all its resources for, for that. Sure. Um, but again, maybe that's going to be for next episode. Just a heads up. Um, like Mia said, that um, cautionary sign, that big yellow sign, just to make sure you are aware of your surroundings. All right, high vibes. Hi. I can list all my favorite vibes, but that's too many. So you start me. Okay, yes, I'll start. I have a few things. I'm gonna list a few. I'll really, I'll gas you up, Deborah. Ooh, okay, um, please. I really admire their reliability and like work ethic, but but like specifically how they can play the long game, and it's very mm. to like um attributed to them being this fixed sign, like. Fixed signs just kind of can stick to things very well. I am an Aries. I'm a cardinal sign. I'm really good at starting mm -hmm. things. I tend to leave a lot of projects unfinished. So, <laughs> but I, I really admire like how, how Tauruses see things through, whether, whether it's like a work thing or a personal thing, I just feel like they have that ability to take it very far. Um, and they like have confidence in that. So 
yeah, I just admire that a lot. And again, like, I feel like with that reliability, I, it's always good to have someone in your life who you just know you can count on. And that's how I see like being reliable, not just in like a work mm-hmm. sense. Cause I don't, I don't ever want to put Taurus in this box of like, they're just good workers. Cause there's so much more than that. I think those qualities that do make them good workers, make them really good, like, partners too mm-hmm. because it's like that is the committed that commitment and like all that so I really just love how that transfers in all parts of their life like they're consistent but they're consistent with their consistency you know yeah um, yeah yeah but also on a slightly different note I just love like Libra and Taurus like how they're ruled by Venus they're just eye for beauty and aesthetic and just having a uh, an environment that kind of everyone wants to be in. Obviously, it's very personal to them, but they are good at that, like, environment upkeep um, and having it mm-hmm. look the way they want and all that stuff. So I can appreciate a good aesthetic. I don't know. I grew up with my mom being <laughs> a Libra, and she changed the house every two days. But I always <laughs> liked it, you know, and, like, my moon's in Libra, and I have an appreciation yeah. for that. So, But I think it really is at a 10 with with Tauruses because they're just a little bit meticulous too. So it's done super well. Um, Mm -hmm. Attention to detail, that kind of stuff. So yeah, I would say that those are some of my favorites. That's kind of like such a common thread in us because our mom is a Libra. I'm a Libra rising. You're a Libra moon. So like we always do find some type of common ground with that, with the the Venus effect with uh, Libra. So yeah, (laughs) I think that that's all such like integral parts of what Taurus energy is something that you always say is like how grounding Mm. the Taurus can be because yes it is an earth sign (laughs) Um, but also because it's a fixed earth sign it's also very stabilizing to people I find that out of like all the earth signs it tends to be one of like the more grounding ones I agree Um, (laughs) because yeah because like Capricorn is kind of like let's go to the next thing right because it's that cardinal and Virgo with it being mutable it's kind of a little less stable a little less exactly a little bit less stable and just not as um I don't know that's a Virgo episode (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it tends to be that more of a stabilizing type of meeting ground and i think also because taurus is so much about security and safety um that also offers that to people and depending on what planet it's in right because like that's what they do for themselves and they also innately want that for everybody else right because it's just like duh everybody wants stability and security and safety (laughs) you know yeah um so it's definitely, I think, a big part of Taurus. And one of the things that I think is important to point out is that Taurus is very sensual sign. The opposite sign of Taurus is Scorpio. So between Taurus and Scorpio, we have this sensuality versus sexuality um, access. With Taurus in particular, with it being sensual, it's not just talking about um, like foreplay, you know, in that way. It's about really, I think, connecting to all of your senses. And that makes um, the Taurus or like Taurus energy really slow down. This is why it gets that reputation of being lazy um, (laughs) because it it indulges in what their senses are being activated by. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not lazy because it doesn't want to do anything. It's, it starts with because it wants to actually stop and smell the roses. Yeah. It actually 
Yeah, it wants to indulge in like the amazing flavors of like that meal and eat extra slow, make it like a seven course yeah, meal. Yeah, they want to slow it, slow it down and enjoy. It's to indulge, exactly, to enjoy and Which pleasure. is beautiful. We should all do that. It is, I think, because it's also in spring, right? Aries comes is the very beginning of spring right after Pisces. So after the winter and it's kind of like the raw spring when things are again like shooting out of like like it's just so much energy to create mm. this shift and then tour, come Taurus season it's more about indulging in the beauty of spring the flowers the cherry blossoms have bloomed the air is actually finally warmer you know yeah. it's the more again pleasure stimulating sign in that way if you just think of it with the seasons and the part of the cycle yeah also another part i think that i was thinking about this and this is interesting to me that taurus also has a attribute of it being very wise and i particularly want to point out it's known as wise and not necessarily smart like it's not smart in the way that like gemini or sagittarius can be the exact word is wise it's wisdom having deep wisdom because taurus is mother earth it is old it's structured um and there is some deep knowledge within mother earth that is just from before memory you know what i mean and that is also kind of like the taurus wisdom that comes out it's not necessarily book smart or super articulate it actually could be not very articulate because it likes to touch and feel more so mm-hmm. um but it has this deep wisdom that's part of also i think why people find them so grounding because then they can always ground people or stabilize people with that deep wisdom like yeah. it's all good like you know yeah and even just yeah. like i feel like the grounding even goes with like what you were talking about them being sensual and this and slowing down wanting to do that i feel like people don't take the time to slow down so when you have someone who's like take a breath like i don't know i feel like you do that to me all the time too i'll call you like really stressed about a situation and you're just like why don't you i don't know you just always break it down so i was like why don't you you know get a cup of water and take a breath and then email this person and then you can't do anything after that and just like relax like go take a nap and i'm like I can take a nap right now. And you're like, you can take a nap, Mia. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, okay. So I I think all of that really culminates to just a really, I don't know, when they ride for you, they ride for you. And the guy said this before we'd start the episode. And this is, um, I don't know, just like another Taurus attribute, I guess, is <laughs> that they, they are very loyal, but they are not loyal to a fault. Like you will not mm-hmm. step all over them. They will not be your your welcome mat or whatever like they they know when to let go and they let go and that's it you're not you're not getting back it's you you've crossed them and that's it so I just but I I think I really admire that and I respect that and I would say that I'm a similar way um when they're done they're done yeah (laughs) and I just but I I think that that goes to like being grounding like they're just they're never going to be wishy-washy with you like you're going to get exactly full force what they're trying to say you know they're they're a fixed sign they're they're this or they're this and they're only this and in the best way so yeah Mm -hmm. but not to um it just reminds me like because again you're aries i'm taurus and we're like we're the horned animals and like don't forget (laughs) that like taurus has the horns yeah the bull has the horns they're not all yes they're they're not the the dainty little they're not passive aggressive you know i respect that man (laughs) um Not to keep gassing the map up so much, we have some low vibes, which we kind of touched on some of the misconceptions 
um, but also yeah. some things that could hold true. Um, one of the th- things that I think stands out uh, is they can maybe be a little overindulgent sometimes. Just like, I don't know, they're known for really loving food and rest and like their Mm -hmm. material things. So I feel like, you know, online shopping or, (laughs) you know, eating or those lazy days. But you know what I will say? All of this, I can see how this can hold true based on what we just said and all that. Like like we always say, it's just the opposite spectrum of whatever we're good Mm -hmm. vibes talking about is I've just never really met a Taurus that would let themselves indulge too much because I still think they have too much of that like structure and like... Um, wanting to be, like, a functioning person in society. And not, I don't want to say that because I don't think they give in to, like, these societal norms. Like, I think very much so, like, they're more connected mm-hmm. to the earth. But I don't think they like being lazy. Like, I don't know. My mm-hmm. – I know someone is uh, – I'm just going to say it. Sorry. If you're listening, um, my freshman year roommate, she's a tourist, and I remember she slept most of freshman year. She loved her <laughs> naps. And I realized later, I was like, oh, it's very tourist of her. But that's just like one example. So I don't know. I will say all that because it is something that is said about them a lot. And I could totally see how someone could get to that spectrum with like the other mm-hmm. high vibe traits. But just in their defense, I've really never seen a tourist be so overindulgent and didn't reel themselves back in. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what's interesting? This This is my... Like my approach towards sun astrology, um, and it's funny. Me and my mentor Mira Epstein and I were having this conversation, and so she and I were talking about how really like our sun sign is like what we strive for. Um, so it's what we because our rising is really kind of who we are, right? right? How that we persona to the world, our quick gut reaction, you know, all that stuff, and. Our sun sign is what we are growing towards, like reaching towards the light, Uh like a flower reaching towards like the sun. Right. And that's why, like, I think Taurus, their lesson on this planet is to um, to learn abundance, to because like there's so much about scarce, not scarcity, stability and safety. A lot of times that's why um, it has the opposite with Scorpio. Like it can reel into scarcity mm-hmm. instead of like living in the abundance that they are capable of. Um, so it's really always just like how, what they need to learn the most almost. And that's why you can see a lot of Taurus people or Taurus sun people. Like you said, like one of the first things you notice is like how hardworking they are, like how many hours that they're willing to work, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think Deborah has much to say on low vibes. She knows all the high well, ones. <laughs> I did want to touch on the the low vibe assumption of um, Taurus being materialistic. Um, because Taurus rules the physical world. Like I said, it also rules Mother Earth. It rules nature. Um, and this is the original intent of Taurus ruling physical things. Um and now living in a capitalist society, we've coined that into materialistic, right? Mm-hmm. Like being about money and like being super bougie and just designer labels as much as like that can be part of it. Because again, we do live in a capitalist society. Yeah. Taurus materialistic connotation really is, again, in activating those senses of touching and feeling nature and the earth beneath our feet and ruling that and that also is like where the wisdom comes in and that's where it comes it's commitment to structure and form and it's just so sad to me that like that's one of the attributes and i'm just like i mean honestly 
I know we do all these just moon. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do something like on Instagram or we'll do an episode about it. But I just feel like it really could be a whole episode in itself of like how these signs have evolved due to the state of our society. Like we do live mm-hmm. in a capitalistic society, and I don't know. I talk about this with my roommates a lot too. Like it's it is not our guilt and burden to hold that we've been pigeonholed into these conditions. Like yeah. if we're constantly being told consume, consume, consume. Like, I don't know. I don't, again, this is and a our whole value thing. And I, being tied into that. Yeah. And like, I don't, again, this is like a whole thing and you can say something different for every sign. So I'm just going to focus on Taurus, but like, and you have this like energy of this physical world and being connected to it. Obviously after hundreds of thousands of years of passing and we have ended up in the society that, that overly values these temporary possessions, like, I don't want to say like predisposed because I just think that that's not the right term, but for lack of a better word, like predisposed to wanting mm-hmm. physical things. Like what did you expect? Like condition yeah, can't blame that person. So not that I think anyone's blaming, but I don't know. I just feel like it's a conversation I have a lot about like consumers having all of this guilt and burden. And it's just like, it's not, it's, it is not ours to carry because it is not something we created and all we can do is do our best. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just like, I agree. I think it's, it's how these it's signs It's a real evolved. fucking fight. Yeah. You know, it's the, f- it's our fucking fight right now in a way to like dismantle capitalism, you know, like that's, I think so much of what our, and I think it's actually ties in great with a a Taurus new (laughs) conversation of how toxic it is and how toxic. Yeah. And like Taurus and Venus, well, Venus, because Taurus is associated with like our values and our worth, like what we value, what we um, put, the worth that we put on things and our Mm self-worth. And so there's, that's why like astrology also makes so much sense that like it's tied into this capitalist type of connotation because we put like our worth or what we value so many times into materialistic shit, Mm -hmm. you know, like I need this so that I can feel good about myself. I need that bag. I need that shoe. I need that car. Like, and it's, Again, that how it's contaminated the realm of physical things. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we bring it back down to, again, what it really means of like physical things, that's the earth, that's nature, that's like the herbs, that's like, it's really our environment in that way. And also finding the beauty in that. Yeah. And also like, this is the last thing I'll say on this. We'll move on. We spend a lot of time mm-hmm. on this towards energy, but no shame to having a lot of things physical Mm man-made things like yes it is the physical earth of like the physical things as far as like earthly things go but I don't know I remember seeing something about like maximalism and I'm not like saying buy a bunch of things like capitalism Mm -hmm. whatever but like things that have you know sentimental value or you know passed down a lot or like or things that have been upcycled and whatever like don't I think Taurus actually teaches a very valuable lesson that is like don't be afraid to hold on to things because I feel like we're at this very mm-hmm. juxtaposition of to like enjoy them find to pleasure enjoy, them. if you're gonna have them enjoy them I feel like is the message of Taurus mm-hmm. like they hold love on to things them. and they they are so grateful and appreciative and like loving towards it or them you know what I mean so I think that that's that's what yeah. I'll end it on <laughs> yeah like the whole Marie Kondo thing is so real like you have to love it you mm-hmm. know and like um, and finding the joy and the pleasure in that, because like, you're right. There is no shame. Like, do I need all these like crystals and 
tarot decks or whatever I buy for my home. I don't need it, but it gives me so much joy. And I think also the key is realizing how it's not connected to your worth. You know, like yeah. it's not going to say give my value to society because of x y and z all right that's our little anti-capitalist rant yeah we had now. An rant <laughs> for a little bit for sure anyway moon in taurus <laughs> yeah so now so. we're going to talk about how the moon feels when it is in taurus um like we mentioned um Taurus is very much about stability and security and safety. So the moon is really going to be focused in on that. The moon loves, loves it. Yes, it's exalted. Like what we were just saying with like the slowing down and the enjoying, taking care of yourself and the rest. The moon loves that. The moon wants you all to do that. Shout yes, out to all. The moon yeah. wants to feel good. The moon wants the to moon feel wants good. To be- taking care of emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. And that's what we always say when we're like, we're like, oh, the moon means this. And this is the sign we're talking about. Well, mm-hmm. why we do that is to show how I'm going to say some words and they're not going to make a whole lot of sense, but I'm going to explain them. <laughs> how combat compatible or not compatible that sign is with the moon and then moving forward, how you deal with that. And that is not to yes. say that if you're a certain sign and we're talking about Scorpio, which is, I believe in its detriment or in its fall, um, mm-hmm. when the moon is in Scorpio, but that, that doesn't mean like you will never have a good emotional and experience. You can't take care of yourself. It just, it is a little bit more difficult. And that's why we, we say that, like if the moon is representing all this warm, good and fuzzy feeling, and it's with a sign that mm-hmm. like, I don't know, Scorpio, or I'll even like say like, I don't know, I feel like Capricorn can also be a little bit more Mm because like they're in need for scarcity and work so hard and stuff. But with Taurus, we're really highlighting that the moon has access to all the feel good stuff it needs to make you feel good. Yes. Exactly. Why didn't we have this conversation before too? Like (laughs) no matter how many times we record this podcast, which will almost be a year soon, guys, there's always things that we can find to elaborate on each part of the cycle but exactly like the moon likes to feel good it likes it's an emotional being so how do you like what feels better to be sad or to feel good Mm -hmm. and to feel good and so that's the goal of the moon is to have that so that's why it's considered exalted in Taurus because Taurus is all about feeling good (laughs) so it has those resources where does it pull Taurus moon is going to be pulling from things that give it pleasure like food nature we didn't even talk about this before but they also have like a lot of um, creative energy and yeah so like that's like the things that you want to think you would think that the Taurus moon is going to pull from if you have a Taurus moon in your nail chart or as it's going to be transiting in this uh, new moon. Yeah. So the Taurus moon is also very romantical. You know, again, it's ruled by Venus. So it loves to be lovey-dovey also because, again, it's it's also touchy. You know, it likes to touch and feel. Um, so I feel like they're always like huggers or like cuddlers. <laughs> yeah. And Taurus moons. I just don't have much to say because I feel like it, everything we had said about Taurus energy in general translates really well to the moon because the moon's exalted in it. It's all those those good feelings, the slowing down. Taurus is, however, what I, in addition to for specifically the moon, their stubbornness is that that shines in them not mm-hmm. really taking like advice when something's going wrong in their life because they they know they know how to take care of themselves best kind of thing, or they believe they can take care of themselves best. And I think that that's how that trait manifests in when like Taurus is in the moon, their stubbornness isn't like stubbornness towards like their own problem solving or anything necessarily. But I think just like 
as far as their, mm-hmm. their self-care. Like no one's going to give them better advice on 100%. how to take care of themselves <laughs> and love themselves than they can instinctually do themselves. <laughs> uh, like that's what they, they're thinking, which I mean, I agree with them, but um, I'm just, I don't, I don't want anyone to think I'm making statements here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's the only thing that translates. Mm-hmm. It, it's like a distinct translation I wanted to make, but everything else, I mean, Hey, they, they don't feel good and they know how to make themselves feel good because the slowing down, the rest, food, eating good, nurturing yourself, you know, indulging a little bit, you know, a little retail therapy never hurt nobody (laughs) and all that stuff. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think something else with it, because the moon, um, well, because the Taurus is so much about stability and security, um, because it builds things, um, when the moon is in Taurus, it also is going to have that. So I see it also can be potentially very emotionally protective, you know, like it's not one to fall head over feet and jump into something without, you know, per, like taking yeah. perspective on the whole thing and seeing like tiptoeing, yeah. like, is this good for me? Is this safe? All right, I'll go. Like, yeah, definitely taking their time. They don't rush into anything mm-hmm. or jump into anything. Very true. Yes. All right, guys. So now we're going to be going into the defining aspects of this new moon. There are two that are going to be happening that directly are happening with the moon. And that first one is a moon sextile Neptune. And this one's almost exact. It's like less than a degree apart because the new moon is happening at like 21 degrees and like I think 17 minutes. And Neptune is at about 22 degrees. Um, and maybe like I'm excited for this one yeah I really like I've been realizing I really like aspects with Neptune Mm. um it's just that dreaminess of it and the literal connection to your dreams and I feel like I some I usually I feel like when I dream I have pretty crazy vivid dreams Mm -hmm. and I I know a lot of people can relate I get a lot of dreams around the new and full moon when that energy is really heightened already Mm -hmm. so I feel like this aspect um I'm going to take my own advice right now and say we should write down our dreams if we yes. have any, like everybody. I think that would be a helpful and fun, um, I don't know, I always like to give out a little yeah. fun thing you can do during the new or full moon because um, I think it helps like you work with it without it seeming like a a daunting task like oh I, I have to study the moon mm-hmm. I have to do my my moon work you know mm-hmm. um but yeah I think writing down your dreams for this new moon will be very interesting if you are a vivid dreamer or not yeah. or whatever your dreams are but I think it'll be a hundred percent I actually had a pretty lucid dream last night I'll tell you later <laughs> but <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I agree. I tend to really like Neptune transits too. I know that like classically they can sometimes be difficult because as much as it could be about like idealisms in your dreams, it could also be about like disillusions, you know, um, mm-hmm. or confusion, not having clarity, um, which again, I'm always cool with. I like I'm OK with being in that space. But um, yeah, same. Yeah. So the moon, your emotional being, your emotional body is going to be working with um, being in creating this opportunity with your dreams, which is Neptune, Um, because this is an earth water sextile. We have Taurus and Pisces. This is really going to be a sextile um, that you yourself have to kind of create this opportunity. Um, It's a little bit more work than a air and fire sextile where it kind of is just like put in your lap or like someone's like hey do you want to do this you know this one's Mm -hmm. more like you have an opportunity to 
collaborator to um to start something and the thing is you have to be very active with that um but it's again giving us this opportunity nonetheless to work with our dreams this is like your vision for your future also like neptune has a lot to do with like the future also i love with taurus and pisces specifically they both are also asking about like what we value you know what are our values like how do we want to work with them Taurus is ruled by Venus and Neptune, Venus is exalted in Pisces. So this is really just so much positive energy, receptivity, uh, how they're working together. They both are loving to be in Taurus. Venus is very happy with these working together. So it's kind of really just going to give us a lot of like creative, juicy, feel good motivation on how to partner up with like our dreams and how to make that a reality again neptune Mm. making it from something intangible to a reality a real reality and it also can be like you said like our dreams can be super active our intuition can be heightened so i would i'm definitely going to take your advice mia and make sure that i journal right after yeah me too i think that that's i always say i'm gonna write down my dreams and then i never do which i really should i really do have pretty vivid and like I don't know I personally always get a message from my dreams Mm -hmm. I know some people don't feel very connected to their dreams that way and I like also think that's valid I don't think they always have to mean something Mm -hmm. I just personally feel like I I get I dream when I'm supposed to get messages that's just how my REM cycle is yeah I I have a dream Um, journal on my nightstand but sometimes when I wake up I'm just like I like to stay in that dream almost you know what I mean like instead of taking pen to paper but yeah but yeah, so that's for the moon sextile Neptune and write your dreams down. Yes. So the next aspect, um, it's a little bit, it's applying. So it's going, the moon is growing towards Pluto. It's going to do moon, trine, Pluto and Capricorn, which is at 26 degrees. Um, so this can also heighten our emotional sensitivity because we have our moon, which is our emotional body. Um, and with Pluto, all, um, it kind of just makes that more intense right when pluto is talking to another planet it intensifies it but it also can transform it so i think that what we're going to between moon sextile neptune um and this moon trying because this is another positive aspect that really works in our favor um the moon trying pluto we're kind of i think going to be more sensitive to how we feel about things and then using that as a cue on how to move forward because we're going to feel so strongly about things and again it's not going to be wishy-washy like oh i like that and i'll be like i fucking love that and i want to do that you know what i mean like it's going to be like that it's going to kind of elicit this emotional response that you can't ignore and I think that's really going to be the um, assistance that we're getting from the sex cells and trines. This is, I feel I'm getting a very theme of just heightened intuition. I know that's literally what's written next to mm-hmm. moon and sex cell Neptune, but even with the moon trine Pluto, like I just think in general where we're going to be exploring like our emotional side and all that with these aspects, you know, mm-hmm. and how to, and I think the, comforting part about this new moon is working with how of what feels good you know it's just mm-hmm. not the 
we're not talking about planets or signs or aspects that give us challenges really or more difficulty on how to access this this is really just you know so this is why i think it's going to be a lovely yeah. new moon especially right we're before. getting we're being given these tools mm-hmm. and we can use them versus being given this challenge and we have to overcome it kind yes of thing. exactly so it's going to be an opportunity which overcoming a challenge is great and you learn just as much but this or is more. just a little bit less difficult <laughs> yeah I think we learn more, but it's at the end of the day, like indulge in this while you can, you know? Yeah, yeah. Still enjoy it. And what's cool is that it's actually giving us these opportunities to how to push along our dream, right? So it's not just like passive that's nice and like doesn't do anything for you. This is really kind of empowering because it's trining Pluto. So working with your power to create that reality, again, Neptune that you want. Mm -hmm. And another reason why this new moon is going to be advantageous to ourselves is because mercury is also going to be trining exactly saturn um so mercury in its rulership gemini in this harmonious relationship with saturn um before it goes retrograde so it's still working forward um so it's going to really allow us to get work done you know to be very meticulous to really be able to put pen to paper to submit things to not release but like externalize it like it's not just thinking in your head or you know like how would I like that this is more of like actually creating something so that it's out there in the world and more of like an accomplished like accomplish something I did something um, and then we also are going to have Mars sextile Uranus. So again, this is an earth and water sextile. So creating an opportunity for yourself. And what's cool about this, again, is just talk, it's just emphasizing this emotional empowerment because we have Mars and Cancer, the emotional warrior. So it's going to be giving us this emotional courage to really um, work with certain changes or to create change for ourselves, which is Uranus. Uh, which is in Taurus. (laughs) So it's all going to be coming back to how are you using this Taurus energy? How are you creating pleasure in your life for yourself? Um, How are you really getting in touch with your senses? How are you connecting to your wisdom? How are you caring for yourself? Are you working with your values? Um, And all those very Taurus things. So Overall, this new moon is really going to empower your intuition and give you an opportunity to work with your dream, your dreams and how you envision your future. Um, these are all great aspects. These are sex house and trines. So it's harmonious. It's in your favor. Um, in I love. Harmonious. Yeah. And I love water and earth stuff maybe because it's mostly my chart. Um it's so it feels of course romantic it feels it's just going to be able to use your creative energy not so much creative in obviously fire and air way but creative as far as something from what gives you happiness and joy and again that pleasure and romanticized yeah. you know yeah i think you're saying like not like fire or like carnal sins or whatever but I don't know. I think we just all really need this energy. Like, I don't know. It's not always about the go, go, go Mm -hmm. and the starting these like big projects. It's, you know, starting to implement those things that are making you happy and healthy and fulfilled. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like that's what this moon's about is those things that make you happy and joyful and fulfilled and in, in and connected. Yeah. That's what this is about. Yeah. For sure. hundred percent. That kind of sums up the new moon. 
Um, Very exciting. Yes, it's going to be a real pleasure. So we have, if so, I'm going to list what house this new moon is going to be hitting you in your chart, um, according to either your sun or your rising. And then um, in the show notes, I will put down what these houses represent to kind of give you an insight of how this new moon is going to be playing out in your personal chart so if you're an Aries sun or rising it'll be in your second if you're a Taurus sun or rising in your first Gemini sun or rising in your 12th Cancer sun or rising in your 11th Leo sun or rising in your 10th Virgo sun or rising in your 9th Libra sun or rising in your 8th Scorpio sun or rising in your 7th Sagittarius sun or rising in your 6th Capricorn or Capricorn rising in your fifth, Aquarius sun or rising in your fourth, and lastly, if you're a Pisces sun or rising, it'll be in your third. So that's that little breakdown for y'all. So now we're going to share our tower reads for this Taurus new moon. Do you want to go first, Mia? I feel like it's tradition now. Yeah. I'm like, why do I ask? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the Aries. I go first. Yeah. I would just like to explain what we sometimes go into the mind space of pulling these tarot cards. Um, kind of with the intention of thinking of it as going into this moon um, during the moon and what we will be receiving coming out of this new moon and I did pick three cards but yeah we'll see (laughs) I I think they follow that structure pretty well but also I think there's just like a bigger message here so the first card I pulled is the queen of pentacles she is she's the mother she's this earth (laughs) goddess (laughs) I mean I don't know how much more Taurus you can get (laughs) Um, so this queen of pentacles is, she's, she is so connected. She is so connected to her environment, allowing nature to heal, heal her and using it. And just that being her source of energy and power is like her environment, which is how I'm interpreting this. And then the next card I pulled is the hermit, which I just feel goes together because the hermit is this isolation, Uh, you know, not on other people and all of this stuff. But I feel like that just makes you more in tune with your environment as well, just with your environment, but also with yourself, how your relationship with your environment, which I just feel like is very Taurus, is very much like tuning into that, seeing if it's working for you and then acting accordingly. If your environment is not healing you or helping you or nurturing you, then you should change it. And maybe that's your um, goal or that's your the thing that you're moving towards for this new moon. For my next card is the Two of Pentacles. And normally I read this card as like a juggling between decisions and that kind of energy, like two very distinct things you're deciding between. But I just see this more so as the balance between like the hermit and the full integration of yourself into your environment again with people so while the queen of pentacles she has mastered her environment so she doesn't need that hermit energy necessarily she knows she has like done her head count and she knows what she needs to do to thrive here you will you the listener Mm -hmm. (laughs) will be the hermit for this new moon in the sense that you're now reevaluating your environment in a very Taurus fashion of like what's like I said before what's going to heal you and help you and so I think that's more so what the two of pentacles is leaning towards is finding that balance between the hermit energy isolation energy of that evaluation period and reintegrating yourself fully into your environment um, and making it what it needs to be and so that's really how I'm reading it as more so 
the two of pentacles being in the center of the queen of pentacles and the hermit mm -hmm. and it working the energy that ways so yeah i think it's really beautiful i think having the energy of the queen of pentacles and the energy of the hermit is something that truly feels very healing it gives me a very warm feeling mm -hmm. because the queen of pentacles like i said she has mastered her environment she is she is this mother nature-esque figure mm -hmm. and uh, and i think the hermit is all about that introspection and learning and um healing and and figuring out those things about yourself so I, that's i think it's combining the two to master it but also in this like slow very taurus fashion yeah that's beautiful i really see that like hermit figure connecting to the sextile to neptune because it's basically neptune it's asking to pull from like deep within you right so just like the hermit pulling deep within you deep in, pulling from the hermit of like your inner soul of what you want and what your your where your wisdom is so that's yeah. beautiful thank you i i'm really feeling these cards i mm -hmm. i think it's gonna very much give the energy it just gives me a very warm feeling and healing feeling which is i really think the intention of this new moon yeah all right so i'll go into mine it's really funny because i also got the queen of pentacles which is like basically a Taurus card it's not the Taurus card but yeah it's not the Taurus card but close enough <laughs> yeah like I do see the pentacles energy being the like the Taurus archetype and journey so definitely um so what I did I, I pulled three cards one going from what we're going to be feeling going into this new moon what's happening during the new moon and what we're receiving from this new moon the first card was the seven of wands so for me I could see that going into this new moon kind of having these like I kind of see the seven of wands as like a comparison card of how we can compare ourselves or feel like we're competing against others and and it's all kind of really superficial and it's also with the sevens I always find it more internalized than actually a real let's say argument or anything like that it's more kind of like mm -hmm. you feeling like that and so going into the new moon then we have the queen of pentacles so this is the Taurus new moon we're going to be working with the queen of pentacles which is going to be about knowing that we have we that there is so much abundance in this world there is space for everyone but also that you are this endless source fountain of just creativity and nature and beauty that like the queen of pentacles doesn't compete you know this is really telling us that we don't need to compete and that we are like fully able to create and like to participate in a world by giving like all of like ourselves and how uniquely that really is like the journey is and how like no one can offer what we can offer because the queen of pentacles again is that Taurus energy the source of abundance and creativity that is going to be at the end of the day unique to you and that's why you have so much to offer because no one else can offer what you have or who you are like no one else can use your skills because they're uniquely yours and the same thing with the person next to you you know they're fully abundant in their uniqueness and what they can offer. So this is also just showing us how like getting rid of that competitiveness and really just sinking in on the 
the word that keeps coming to me is like the abundance of who we are and offering that to the world and also just feeling secure in that like knowing that of ourselves and then what we're receiving out of this new moon i got the two of cups so i think that maybe for some it can be like a partnership or um it's an embodiment of your emotional desires, right? Because we go from the Ace of Cups to the Two of Cups. So the Ace has kind of taken some form. It's not very specific, but that's why the Two is like me. I got the Two of Pentacles. It's like it's a little bit vaguer, but a little bit more clarity than just the straight up raw energy of the aces. So we have these two of cups. We're like, okay, we worked with Neptune. Um, we kind of have an idea of what we, how we want to embody uh, or create or to grow in what makes us feel good. And it's also the two of cups gives a lot of commitment to that and partnership to that. So with the sextile to Neptune, that's that partnership to our dreams. That is our commitment to creating it. So I think that's going to be how it's working in the collective. Um, and maybe even specifically for some, maybe an actual partnership in some shape, way, or form. Mm. So those are my my cards. The Seven of Wands, the Queen of Pentacles, and the Two of Cups. And that's, that's our tarot read. And that's our episode on this um, new moon in Taurus. Mm-hmm. And I... Can I just say... Mm-hmm. <laughs> love recording this i think and i hope that you feel the same way listening to it it just really gets me excited for this energy i'm ready i'm you know so and i'm excited to experience it and yeah me too work through it and yeah i mean i always am but this is definitely a very feel-good moon very taurus so yeah definitely especially before the um a more excitable energy that's around the corner Uh, because next episode we're going to be with the Sagittarius full moon, a.k.a. an eclipse. Um, and then it's going to be right before Mercury retrograde. So it's going to be in its shadow. So it's it's a lot that's going to be coming up. But that's all just that's why we have to get clarity on our dreams now, because yeah. next step is kind of like what is going to be coming to us instead of what we are right. working with. So the Taurus energy is great to stabilize in it and to really get a concrete um vision um and then also because taurus new moon i am still selling the who sun is it anyway shirts if you go to my website deborahprado.com i'll put it in the show notes right on top it's a fundraiser i'm doing for my birthday all proceeds not just profits will be going directly to the story of mutual aid network so if you want to order that shirt um just know that it's going to be going directly to a grassroots organization on a local level which i think is very fitting, not only with my beliefs, but also we have the eclipses happening in this Gemini area with your community. So please check that out and we will see y'all for the Sagittarius full moon slash eclipse. Bye. Enjoy. Bye. Hey, you're part of it.